Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of... Let's have a drink. The podcast where we sit back, relax, and have a delicious beverage. Saved you there, Ryan. You can't remember it, so I gotta do I it. I know, I know, I know. Anyways. We're your hosts, Curtis and Ryan. I, I am Curtis, I think. Nah. Yeah. Um, Curtis and Ryan back at it again with another back episode of Let's again. Have a Drink. Yeah. We sound so unenthusiastic. I know. I genuinely am like getting hyped, but it's been a very gray day here after a very sunshiny day that yesterday. So, so yeah. It's one of those things when I'm trying to think about something to say, I'm trying to like make something funny happen or, or get a yeah. joke going. Yeah. I just, and I if I can't land really on something, I go, sometimes. I go, what? Huh? I just think of something stupid Who? and I try to question... I just question things. But anyways, we're back at it. Episode and we 103. we are excited. 103, 103, um, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's 103. 103. Um, Watch it guys... not be that and everyone listening to this is like, you're a fucking idiot. No, I, I usually don't forget. Uh, 103, bringing you guys a really freaking fun episode yeah. this week. Back to another segment that we all know and love. Well, um, don't know as well because it hasn't been quite as often as some of our other segments, but it's one that we've gotten some really great feedback on in the past, both on our social media and with people listening to the episodes. Guys, it's another rabbit hole episode today. We are doing another rabbit hole. We yeah. do not do them often. That is also very true. Um, but it's you know, only we the third one in When fact. we have the time, because it's, it's a Ryan's segment, you know? Yeah, yeah. We leave it to Ryan because, you know, if I did a rabbit hole, we'd be talking about some dumb stuff. Um, like what? Um, I don't know, you know, flatulence. Um, <laughs> no, it would just be, uh, I wouldn't be able to articulate my thoughts and I'd jump, uh, I'd jump around a lot. Right. And I'd start talking about dark and be like, time travel, it's crazy. And then like, it would just, I'd jump different time, oh, timelines. Right, right, um, right, right. So Ryan segment, rabbit hole, we got yes, one this week. We uh, did. But first, obviously, before we jump into it, because usually the rabbit holes are pretty deep dive. Yeah. Where we get yeah. pretty talkative. But we gotta, we gotta have a chat about them drinking. Drink. Damn drink. That new drink we got. Guys. And you've got a few notes. I do have a few notes. I just want to chat about some stuff. Keep, yeah. keep the intro stuff light. Yeah. Um, but anyways, drinks. Drinks. We got. Actually, no, you take it away. What do we got okay, this week? Okay, so Curtis, I came home one day and Curtis was like, oh, I found some new things at the Lickbows. And I was like, hmm, tell me more. And new Curtis summary pulls stuff. Out. Light, light, um, seltzery, you know. Yes. Uh, what do you want to call I guess seltzers. It's not. This I'm, isn't a seltzer. What would you call this? It's. I mean, it's literally called a gin beverage. Exactly. So some of these light. Yes. Beverages. Just some lighter stuff, not like the heavy, you know, IPAs and sours. No we beer. do love them, but you know, between you know having them Cocktails. for the podcast, like it's nice to be able to. Yeah, it's nice to be able to have something that's a little bit lighter, easy drinking. Um, just feels a little more refreshing. So we are a fan of gin smashes. It's actually been on the faves that we've shared before. Yes. Um, so we've had their cranberry and original, both, you know, faves in from our Georgian household Bay, from Georgian Bay specifically. Yep. Um, and Curtis brought home a pear gin smash. Pear, and, pear lemon, and lemon. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Pear and lemon, which is super exciting. I love like the fresh crisp green on the can design here rather than like the blue or the red from the other two. And then yeah. I'm going to do a little. It, it surprised me. I was like, oh, is it, it a gin smash? Because I know they have their vodka smashes and a, and yeah. a few other different um, smash drinks, cocktail drinks. So when I saw yes, this, exactly. I was like, oh, it's a gin smash, but pear flavor. Yeah. And honestly, like gin smashes. So I had heard of them before. I believe I've tried them once or twice. And then it was a couple summers ago. We went up and visited my mom. It and was we were that. Out, That's what out, I was at, thinking, like, too. At camp with her and Charles. And... Um, 
this was one of the drinks that they had in the fridge was a gin slash. Not the pear one, obviously, because the pear is new. But they had like the originals and stuff. So, you know, and we had had it. Oh, the fragrance is just slapping me in the face and it's amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it because like pear is like super smooth and you got the mixture of the lemon. Hold on. I'm trying to be very careful Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. All right. Why don't you give some initial thoughts and I'll take a sip. Okay. So the one thing I'm going to say is it does 100% remind me of the of the Summer's Bee. Because Summer's Bee has a pear, and it's very much this flavor. And that's like a cider. No, I literally... Sorry, I have to interject. I literally felt like I just bit into an actual pear. Very prominent pear flavor, and it's really good. It's really good. And you know what I'm finding? And maybe it's, maybe it's I don't know, just me. But I think because the lemon... It doesn't taste like as syrupy mm-hmm. as some of the smooth, smoother, fruity flavors can tend to uh, taste like. Obviously, gin smashers always have a bit of a sugariness to them, um, but this one isn't like super syrupy. But it's very like it's very pear. It's, it's crazy. very pear. It kind of. It, I don't get enough of the gin smashy part of it, which is the original. I did gin in smash. the. I did in the first sip. Right. Like but now the pear and lemon is is well. All I think because again, obviously, when it's like it's so fragrant, so it's like up against your nose. You're smelling it as yeah. you're drinking. So of course, that's going to be like the main flavor, right? Yeah. It is very refreshing though, and if you want something to kind of like, I'd say maybe start off with. It's a little bit more fun, fruity. Definitely. If you like your cocktails and your ciders, this fits right in that category. Um, yeah, definitely more like. Um, pungent like even if you're trying to get into cocktails this would be the perfect option too Mm -hmm. um you know if you're if you're if you've had a gin smash and you thought it was too strong which would surprise me um but if you like summer's bees if you like ciders this is i definitely say if you like summer's bees i would say ciders too because pear and apple is so they're they're twins right like they're they've got very complimentary flavor profiles and i feel like that's why like we we see a lot of drinks that tend to like will have like a cider with a pear mixture in it because they are very complimentary flavors Still, nonetheless, really delicious. Good job, Georgian Bay. Gin Smash is coming in hot this year again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This summer, we'll see these quite a bit. Yeah, super exciting. So, yeah, definitely, um, again, super light. So, super satisfied with that. Really well done. Oh, man. Yeah, I did grab a bunch of stuff. I saw, you know, we there's new White Claw flavors that yeah. came into our, our LCBOs around here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, pineapple and iced tea. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if I tried the pineapple yet. No, we've tried the, we've no, tried I didn't because tea. I only got one. Oh, okay. Cause I thought I grabbed two, but the, the like rim around it mm-hmm. at the top was this green color. It's like a greeny oh, sort of like this, but so then I grabbed one and I was like, sweet. And then I was like, and they were in the same case. So I just grabbed another one with the green rim. The other one was lime. Uh, but they, the colors are the exact same. Gotcha. I think so, they should have switched that up a little bit then. Well, I didn't mean to grab lime. I just no, but I mean it. on their part, on their yeah, part, like it was, they should have it should have been in like a different, different color, you know. Well, it's yeah. So uh, threw me off guard, but I grabbed uh, two of the iced teas, which yeah. we both have been we able to try, to try, which that, we yeah. liked. Um, definitely, I like the iced tea a lot, uh, but I'm yeah. trying to pineapple. Yeah, and then there's a few, you know, lighter seltzery type things. The Bud Light Lime, I grabbed one of. I I also enjoy from time to time. Yeah. Um, it was good. But speaking of trying new things and you know, summery drinks, right? Patio season is it's here it's here essentially but surely it is here we've been blessed with some really really great days and really great weather um it's just really invigorating obviously having more of the warmer breeze in the summertime like for me i kind of really do thrive on that like the transitional weather so the fact that it is warming up a little bit more or i can be a little bit more flexible with my wardrobe is really nice rather than having to you know feel like i need to stay bundled up um i also find that like i was very much of a you know, for sure fall, like only love it then, blah, 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 blah. Whereas like now that I've gotten a little bit older, I do appreciate like a good 
summer day day mm. and you know it's it's yeah so too, super super excited for it I just totally like agree. the the kind of vibe you get i definitely think too it's been a particularly like gray winter i feel um so to be able to really kind of get that burst of sunshine was definitely a mood booster for sure in a, in a world where the last two years have been so back and forth on this cooped up covid world and crap like that i think that's it, it just too feels, is it kind of signals just, a chance it's to the get only back thing that you can do yeah you want to get out i love going out i love being yeah. out outside now yeah whereas uh, there's a part of me that used to not so mm-hmm. um we obviously know we're excited for the patio season. We enjoyed a really mm. beautiful afternoon. Two beautiful mm. afternoons, actually. Yeah, we did. Uh, we we did. had to we had to really soak it in, and it, they were two great days. They weren't the most fabulous sunny, hot days. Yeah, I would say um, the second of the two definitely was a lot warmer for longer. Lot yeah. Um, so we all we know that we're excited. What are you not excited for for patio season for summer patio season? Like just summer in general. I guess summer in general. What are you just um, not sweating? excited for? <laughs> Profusely. obviously no i just it's, but what are your so what are your first impressions of, of patio season how did you feel what do you what do you i guess what are you excited for as well what do you um not? i mean i guess you know what i would say like on particularly warmer days you know the the insects can kind of come in full force mm-hmm. um from time to time um i find usually like out on patios it's obviously not super obvious or bad but i'd say that's the only thing is that you know I'd rather just be able to enjoy being outside rather than have to worry about what's going to like fly in my face or my drink. I have one thing. What's your thing? The one thing I'm not looking forward to uh-huh. is the temptation. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's the worst thing in the world. It's 100% because we've had, um, especially with COVID, it was such a small patio season where we kind of just really like would want to soak up as much as possible. Whereas this year we said like, hey, things are really going back to normal now. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we want to be more intentional with how we spend our time when we're out places rather than just kind of like going on walks or stuff like that. If we're yeah. actually like going out onto a patio, being out, like when are we doing it? How long are we doing it for? What are we, you know, are we just grabbing drinks? You know, are we eating and It came around like, to like the money aspect of it too. Yeah. So important for us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially too, it's, it's one of those, you know, a lot of places we like to go to are breweries. So when, if you're going fairly often... It's also like a lot of beer and a lot of food that's maybe, you know, a little bit, depending on what you're wanting to get. It's a lot of just like the same stuff building up. So you're not getting the same variety in your diet as well, which is like, you know, sucks from like a bodily standpoint of things too. It can kind of make you feel run down a little bit quicker. So uh, we wanted to try and be a little bit more balanced in all those aspects. Um, So I, I would agree the temptation part would definitely be... We're definitely gonna have to try our best this year because yeah. I know. And it's I think be- just finding more like, um, I would say so. Like, yes, let's go out and enjoy. You know, the warm weather. Okay, then that means we just go out to a park or something. Yeah. Or we go on like a bit of a drive, and yeah. even if it's like, I would rather grab like a two dollar iced coffee. <sighs> Mm-hmm. and go, go like a drive, take a walk, go a walk and go for a drive rather than like go sit on a patio certain days for sure yeah well I it's, it's biggest, one of those or the, it's one of those i'm just as fine with that option versus like a patio day it, it, i think the hardest part and the reason why why the temptation mm-hmm. is so big for us yeah. is because that's really the only space we have to do it with a you know group of people if we had a backyard if we had, this would if be we had no somebody problem. like if we lived closer to say like my brothers who have mm-hmm. literal decks and patios yeah. and backyards yeah. and space even even my if i'd we say lived, even like, a balcony like even if a balcony had, like if we had a balcony where we could have just, a couple of chairs exactly even if it's just you and i like we'd be able to go sit out enjoy. a back porch is so underrated uh-huh. it, it, it's it's crazy so yeah 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's the one thing that definitely kills us in the summer. But we're, we're that's gonna what I miss about like more. my last student house before we yes, like before I moved back, stayed with my aunt, and then we got the apartment was um, was the fact that we had a very large backyard and the the people the land like the property manager there like they had um, like deck furniture out back as well that you know we would like put away during the winter time but we'd be able to go sit out back there have people over just be just us we'd be able to enjoy the sun have drinks if we want or even just be like you know chilling right exactly yeah i didn't have much of that but ultimately there's always space to to go around and hang out Mm -hmm. i wish we had that because it's so much easier to just go to lcbo grab some drinks and hang out in the Mm -hmm. space that you're comfortable comfortable in not so much in public but anyways yeah um I was just excited to uh, to mention that you know I hope everybody um, if it was weather was decent where where you were yeah. had a chance to enjoy a little bit of patio season as well absolutely and just you know get excited for it because we all know most of not if not ninety nine percent of this podcast listeners are patio season fans yeah patio season supporters um, um i'm just excited for us to like especially with like the the warmer weather means it's good, like for the most part better driving conditions too for us to be yeah, able to like 100%. go to other places you we know like spend a day in dover go visit family oh, like yeah. that sort of thing where it's like you know that long of a drive doesn't seem like as much of a like uh precarious situation or something that's like kind of annoying to do yeah 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 we got a busy summer ahead and we are so excited yeah um with the the actual activities of going out and being outside we also have the stuff of being inside lots of movies coming out soon oh my god i know speaking like a lot of marvel but just a lot of in general movies Mm -hmm. um doctor strange right around the corner yeah um we also have the thor love and thunder trailer we we just got we have the black phone coming out in june which i'm still thinking about like at least twice a week there's so many um and there's some that even have came out that we haven't even seen yet yes um that are just sitting online yeah i'm so excited um i'm excited for drive-ins drive-ins we we say this uh, every year and i I, I told you this when we when we were one of our patio afternoons and we said something about drive-ins and i was like we say this every year and we actually have yet to go we need to actually go and what you said i was gonna say what you had said was that you know especially like last summer you were like there wasn't really that many good movies shown at the drive-in and i was like kate fair enough at least we have a little bit better of a roster that they could do that even if we had seen it maybe either a it's been a while or if it's a movie we don't mind watching again it might there might be a better the, yeah, double the, feature combo the the plan i mean the the drive-ins always do it so they group the movies um pretty well um and they'll do the two showings i think the one night they'll do three for you yeah um for the price of two basically so but they group them in sort of the, the same genre so typically the movies that get grouped together are movies we've already seen mm-hmm. and then what i would go to the drive-in to see would be something like silly or a little bit more fun yeah. or a little bit like i don't want to pay an actual theater to go watch yeah that or even what i told you too i was like if it's one that we've seen that's even better because like we get to like enjoy oh, the obviously seeing atmosphere. the movie but the atmosphere of the drive-in and that like you know if something it's does great. come up or we don't necessarily have to pay the most attention to the film yeah if we also happen to then want to have like a conversation yeah. while we're in the car or something like that you know yeah. so yeah it's more of the experience like i had never i have never been before. i know this year is definitely the year um, do not get me wrong. We got to do all. it. Um, in other news, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Oh my God. I don't care. Oh, okay. You feel free to talk about it. I'm so sorry. It was feel just in my talk notes. About it. I just was like. No, t- totally talk about it. I'm sure. We got to people... bring pop culture stuff in here. I know. I know. I'm sure this people, I'm sure people listening might be interested. I personally just don't give a shit about Elon Musk anymore. It was big. It's like $15 billion. Damn. Craziness. Wow. Not really sure what his plans are. Um, it will take 
it years, also like a year before we even see anything. I know essentially when you have like a like whatever something is a company, you know, it's not like Twitter was like a, a newspaper or something, but it does concern me that a man who has like headed up a company and obviously will have his own um like insights not insights agendas when it comes to like what goes out on social media it, his, it just his concerns menta- me that he's bought it out you know what i mean his mentality is that twitter is one of the only social media platforms right now that like basically accept like free speech in the simplest terms um okay twitter has always been sort of that just tweet it just it's a free yeah. speech platform right um of just words and uh, Elon Musk's plan is to basically allow that to be more um, – so controlling more of the uh, AI system that is behind Twitter that, you know, stops and, you know, bad vulgar stuff from happening. So like um, hate speech Reports, like spam bots, like all the stuff that actually gets the negative stuff off Twitter. He wants to hone more on that. So all the automated stuff that controls that is much more – like just much better. So it's more of like a space where like ideas and information exactly. that's like constructive can get exactly. exchanged rather than like exactly. you know oppressive, hateful speech exactly. bots and stuff like that that are just spreading fake news. Yeah. Okay. And just keeping it sort of that free speech platform and that's try fair. to just figure it all out uh, that's fair. in time. So I mean, honestly, I if it actually works out that way, that's a fantastic attitude about it. I just you know, there's just certain things when it comes to like the public sphere is you know. It can get concerning when when there's people in like private sectors that tend to buy things out. Like I've seen of it. Course. We've seen it in the past where, you know, big people involved in like private companies with their own agendas will buy out things like, you know, newspapers and other media outlets mm-hmm. and, you know, will restrict things on like what can get released or they'll have stuff released that like fits their agenda so that, you know, they'll there'll be something at least somewhere saying good things about them right. to forward what they're doing. You know, I just like I think like you know, people like Jared Kushner and, and stuff like that where they it's really shady shit that he's got going on, especially with a lot of his like development and real estate and like, you know, property management companies as being like a landlord and he also is like super involved in like the newspaper industry and like it's like, okay, great. What are you now getting people to like yeah. potentially it's write the about it's you, the right? bubble that is capitalism that people yeah. are so scared of. I hundred yeah. percent get it. Um don't it get is. me wrong, I'm not coming from like a weird, like crazy conspiracy standpoint, but it just, it always is concerning the level of like, what's truthfully public and like, what are we actually getting told to us Right. that is for the objective benefit of everybody rather than having, because it's fine if something is subjective, but can we be clear from that standpoint that I it see. is purposely from the one opinion rather than this should be like construed as gospel well, that's why never, versus that's why like objective having Elon Musk buy Twitter and now own it and he's the CEO whatever you want to call it doesn't change anything he still has a table of people that I know need to and that's decisions. where like stuff that's like why that it's always well, been like if that. it's a if it is a public company that has like stocks and things like that exactly. you're gonna have shareholders you're gonna have a board that you're still gonna have to be accountable, exactly. accountable to I get it you know, there's also just like a certain. There's going to be a group of people that certain, need to make like, decisions. Yeah, right? but like you have enough people in higher power, they're all going to want to like you know shake you know pat each other on the back, scratch each other's backs, back and forth of hey you know man I'll help you out on this decision, you look out for me and helping fund yeah. whatever like you know it just it it's not lost on me you know what can happen between like the wealthier classes. So, it's very like, interesting how aware you are about that, like just or not aware but almost like um like actively I, I don't live in fear no 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 but no. like i'm definitely just aware of the fact that like i don't know i guess i've just seen various examples with like a lot of especially a lot of the um you know other 
like news outlets, documentaries, other stories that get told. And uh, mind you, some of it probably admittedly is from like a specific standpoint. And I don't always necessarily do the extra research to see. And that's really my, you know, deal and something I'll own up to. But I've definitely just seen enough exposure of different um, media forms kind of discussing that sort of thing that it's like, you kind of like, you, you know, it's kind of just known to there, a certain degree a that these of, guys will do what they can to make sure they're still mo- making the most amount of money out possible. There. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of power in absolutely just individual people yeah. and, and companies that yeah. we do not yeah. know anything if you're of. especially crazy. to like anybody listening if you're like super into or interested or intrigued by like you know those sorts of things what corporations or specific people will be doing um the documentary series on uh netflix called dirty money mm-hmm. is a really really good one. Oh, okay um yeah it talks about oh sorry i kind of hit the little filter thingy um it hits on a bunch of stuff like um uh, all the the controversies that was happening with Wells Fargo about how the fact that they were like setting these quotas that a lot of like their tellers and other like bank managers couldn't like hit so people would be like opening accounts without right. people's consent yeah you make these different like rules and legislation yeah. and people go oh i can it's do not even this legislation then. they were just like based off of like they were setting quotas for themselves that weren't like sustainable exactly in areas that weren't going to be sustainable to the point that like credit cards and like other bank accounts and different insurance profiles were set up with people who were already with wells fargo for an account but all this other stuff was set up in their without their consent but in their name yeah and all of a sudden they're getting all these like information it's like what the hell is happening or like there's all these hidden fees to certain accounts yeah. or the ways accounts get set up so that they're taking more money than you're realizing until yeah, it's too yeah, late yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry i just oh my god choked on a little bit of saliva from talking <laughs> um and then there's other ones that have to do with like volkswagen and it's like greener car how it technically was like cheating out one of the the, the oh, testing yeah. procedures oh, yeah. like it's it's crazy There's some lots. of like oh, the yeah. the stuff so the stories are super interesting it's funny because like now that i'm watching ozark and i know it's like totally like it's money laundering 101 yeah. but the way that i yeah. see it is still like it's a it, i see a company trying to like funnel money illegally yeah. and i i can only imagine yeah. what other companies are yeah. doing illegally yeah. but that just gets swept into the rug because yeah. they're so they're so well, popular HSBC they're so powerful. And the, yeah hsbc bank which is like a big like international bank um in the dirty money thing the the episode on them had to do with the fact that they like there's there's specific things in place for banks to not be like especially like you know mainstream banks to not be allowed or not to be able to essentially you know launder or like store money for um criminal factions Mm -hmm. but they found ways around labeling things so that they could launder money for cartels exactly because it was such like a big revenue source for them different yeah there's another um actually no we're not jumping we're rabbit holing already quickly just really quickly Uh, i want to um one other thing too if those sorts of things don't necessarily grab your attention um if you're interested in stuff that happens with the food industry that we don't necessarily hear a lot about depending on what kind of circles you're in, there is oh. a documentary series called Rotten that talks about stuff like um, dairy farms, avocado fields, the um, cocoa bean trades, all that kind of stuff. Super, super interesting. Would highly recommend. I, that sounds interesting to me, yeah. actually. Good good call. Yeah, I had a really good time watching nice. it. Nice, yeah. Um, we rabbit holed far too early in this episode. Um, it was like a mini hole. Literally before... Mini hole. <laughs> <laughs> mini putt. Um, far uh, before we even got to the main the main bread and butter of the episode the, the one of our favorite things we look forward to and we try not to forget it's that intro roll it
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back from that amazing, magnificent It's always so wonderful to take a break for that great intro. Always so great. Thank you so much, La Gata Rouge. Yes. Now, this week we talked, we mentioned it. It's a rabbit hole episode. Rabbit hole. I want everybody to know, you guys don't know what it is. I don't know what this is right now. Yeah, I purposely told Curtis that this better I was be not about like going... amusement parks or something. No, it's not. Ah oh, man! But it's about another really interesting. Can phenomenon. I guess? Sure. Well, I guess it. I don't know if you will, but you can definitely try. It's a phenomenon. It Does is... it have to do with businesses and corporations? Te- uh, technically, not with like how they work. It's just yeah. Does it have no, to do with technology. No. no. I'm never gonna guess it. Um, let's just jump into it. What's, yeah, so what's I the wanted phenomena to, we have So basically week? what I told Curtis was we sat down and talked about it. We said we're going to do rabbit hole. And I was like, okay, perfect. And he goes, nothing spooky or about true crime. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Be- only because the first one we did is about Tupac and Biggie and yeah. all that drama. And then the second yeah. one we did was about Ghostface. And that was... Ghost watch. Ghost watch. Ghostface. <laughs> Not the killer from Scream. It was... Um, <laughs> Ghost watch. And just like, I'm like... People are dying. Like, so I don't want basically scary... what I derived from Curtis's thing was that it was a little too niche. So I decided on something that I knew I wanted to cover eventually, especially when we had done our poll like forever ago, that there was a decent amount of you that had voted for a weird phenomenon. That could mean any number of things, but I wanted to kind of go through something that is kind of almost like slightly like memified, has become kind of more like in our pop culture verbiage of certain things and can be kind of like fun and like weird sometimes rather than um something that's super like intense or like niche and spooky right so today i decided to do and it's actually something that can kind of be explained pretty like concisely and then the fun part is going through examples so um today i decided to talk about the mandela effect the Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. Oh, so she's got examples. I do. I've got examples. Oh, examples. do we have like a quiz? So no, but I do want to kind of see. I have some kind of like ways to phrase a question on some of this stuff to see what you decide to answer because there are certain ones like the answers to it is, you know, there's the real version versus the Mandela version. But what I also want to talk about specifically when it came to this is like not only like where the term itself came from, but you know, why, why, uh, sorry, what the theories are as to why this occurs, because it is kind of like still like a weird phenomenon that no one's really sure exactly what's going on. There isn't really an easy explanation for it. There's Um, no easy explanation, but but there's definitely theories. if you've done now your research, I would love to know what the internet says. Yeah, there's definitely some theories. So I pulled a lot of this from like two specific articles, one on, um, um, like, um, very like mindful or something like that um and then another kind of like mental health um and like neuroscience like online journal sort of thing like um not like more like bloggy journal not like scientific journal um and then a buzzfeed got it not buzzfeed oh my god and then a (laughs) a youtube video called um or from sorry just a youtube video on the mandela effect from a channel called mental floss awesome yeah um okay so Basically, the Mandela effect generally refers to a situation in which someone or more commonly a large group of people um, Everyone. essentially like misremember or believe a certain thing that has happened or um, how something like occurred within history or Correct. whatever um, occurred away differently than like everybody else has. 
Correct. And you know, you, it's kind of like you, almost like a mass hysteria sort of thing. Are you okay? I don't want to jump in if you're okay. Gonna no, go no, no. Go ahead. Um, what can we have? Do you have just that no, we have that examples of the most popular ones? Are you gonna jump into in, that later? I want to get into that a little sure, bit later. Sure. I want to kind of do more of like a historical and then kind of explaining possibilities. Essentially, fine, so this fine, this fine. initial like where it came out of is probably the best example okay, of it. Cool. Like there's Perfect. an example Perfect. within the explanation. Yep. Okay. So the term the Mandela effect itself was coined by Fiona Broom, um, who was a blogger and a paranormal researcher. Um, she was encouraged by her um, publisher at the time um, in 2009 to uh, create a website to talk about, to detail and discuss her experience at a conference that she had been at in which while mingling with the people around there, um, she had recounted memories of news coverage about former South African President Nelson Mandela's death while he was still in prison in the 1980s. Interesting. Yes. Here's the thing, though is he didn't die in the 1980s in prison. He was in prison for 27 years, then got released in the 90s and served as president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. He helped in ending, like officially ending apartheid while he was president. Uh-huh. And he didn't pass away until 2013. Oh my God. Yeah. However, despite all of this documented fact that he did not die until 2013, she specifically remember, has memories or, you know, implied memories of news coverage about his death. Um, and as she started to have more conversations with different people at this... People also agreed. Some of them did agree and some of them even accounted, oh yeah, I remember his widow had made a speech and blah, blah, oh blah. Oh my God, yeah, they get never deep happened. I know. Never, never happened. happened. Never happened. So because she was so shocked that so many people, it wasn't like just her could remember identical kind of like events or just the fact that like something had happened when it never did. Um, like I said, she was encouraged by her book publisher to start a website to discuss it. And then that's where she refers Coined to it as term. the Mandela effect, c- considering that this was the initial kind of event that gotcha. um, triggered discussion about this phenomenon. I think there was, um, I, ha- I heard a lot of like stupid rumors about how the Mandela effect has nothing to do with Nelson Mandela. Um, but I knew that was completely false. No, that's so. what that's what came out of it. You know, that's funny. It's kind of like a weird it Mandela is like effect a, it's in a of really itself. Like, yeah, yeah. Mandela effect has been Mandela'd. Um, okay, so the the sources that I looked at, um, the the YouTube video touched on it a little bit, specifically from um, one like source doctor within like psychology and neuroscience. The other two articles kind of um, they both covered similar things and they just kind of had some similarly phrased right. details about it. So I just kind of like condensed all that information in one. So there's a bunch of different explanations ranging from like perceptional, psychological, like actual, like you know can be explained by concepts um, that we already know of when it comes to the mind and how it processes information, Mm -hmm. as well as maybe some more like sci-fi-esque explanations. So first and foremost, I'm going to get sci-fi-esque explanations. So like, you mean we all, we all got abducted? It's not quite science fiction, but it's definitely not something that could be fully like proven or falsified. So (gasps) first and foremost, alternate realities. We're yes. going to get that off the table. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So one theory about the basis for the Mandela effect originates, originates from quantum physics and the idea of quantum reality or uh, alternate realities. So rather than simply one timeline of events that have occurred, it's possible that there are alternate realities or universes taking place and almost in a way that they're mixing in with our timeline. So 
basically groups of people have the same memory because the timeline, they've essentially shifted in the same way Mm -hmm. between timelines to experience. They're so accurate. Yes. So so similar. They've essentially almost like, again, shifted as this time, these other timelines are mixing with ours. They have been a part of whichever, you know, way that the two timelines have mixed that they've experienced a completely different reality compared to everybody else. So the person that the me in this other reality is experiencing it and we share sort of a a tandem. Yeah. So this has a lot to do with like the idea of string theory and things like that. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, one can assert that our universe is only one of many. Um, known as the multiverse. So it's not just Marvel, folks. It is actually, you know... That's a real phenomenon. It is a real phenomenon that isn't totally, you know... That's 100% real. It is... Okay, so it is a... It's, it is a 100% real, like, you know, idea within quantum physics. And it's like, real. The, I understand that, but we can't, like... No, I'm not like, you're saying it's a real theory. No, I'm saying it's oh. real. They haven't, they haven't properly... Uh, uh, um so here's the thing the mathematics behind it sure it works but we actually haven't had any like factual like evidence and proof of the fact that a multiverse um exists one day so because there is kind of we don't have one way or another an answer of yes or no it's considered like an unfalsifiable so technically it's you know not a lot of credence is held to the alternate realities theory but it still has like prevailed for this reason because people have turned around and said well you can't tell me it's not a thing it's really funny there was a tiktok i saw that was it started was like if we find out one day that you know alternate realities are real you Mm -hmm. know the multiverse is real what are going to be the the what what's going to be out there that makes you go oh yeah no shit you know like what, really are the, f- what are the reasons? What are the reasons why you're gonna sit there and go, "Oh yeah, no shit." And one of them is past the Mandela lives. effect, uh, past lives, deja vu. Yep. All these things that Which go. I have uh, well, yeah. Severe deja vu. All I the would time. even then. So to that point is, I specifically, um, I am pretty convinced that like I experience deja vu in relation to things that I have, like experience while asleep like it's been dreams that I've dreamt I've dreamt a scenario and then it would be like weeks or months later all of a sudden I'd be like what the hell this definitely happened before yes so that's where I would almost um put credence into the idea of like um a lot of times like lucid dreaming and actual projection projection that's where I'd kind of be like I'd be interested to see if that was actually real because that's where that I would then be able to explain is my you know inner self whatever that is projected out whilst I am dreaming and, you know, getting, and which don't get me wrong. I also am very aware of things like dreams or your mind putting things into order. So, you know, your unconscious mind putting things in order. So maybe just so happens that all of that tends to fall into place in a believable way because of your life experiences. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is that, you know, it could also be the other thing. It could also be the more cool thing. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. But anyways, so I wanted to get that one first and foremost out of the way and then really get into some stuff that I have a lot of experience studying, um, whether it's like through schooling or just the other um, information through my own personal interests that I have learned. And then some cool examples. And then some really cool examples, one of which I can attest to being Mandela'd. Like thoroughly, I had been convinced I, I, we've for all years. Been, we've all been Mandela, I'm pretty no, sure. No, but like specific. Well, actually, there's a couple, but this one, one specifically. One, some specific ones? This yeah. one specifically really got me, and I'd love to see if you it got you too. Okay. So specifically for number two is just false memories. 
Um, and this is, you know, the most prevailing theory. The third kind of like there are other related memory concepts that kind of feed into the idea of false memory. So it's kind of like a jointed like A and B sort of scenario. What would it? I don't know if you're going to explain it, but what, I'm going to explain okay, how it all works. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so false memories are basically like distorted or untrue recollection recollections of events. Um, so they may contain elements of fact or like relating to the actual event. Um, but it's not like fully what happened. Um, so like your mind has pieced together specific, you know, factual like elements, but another scenario has essentially taken place when your mind has filled in the rest of those. So it's an entirely false scenario, but there are specific elements that are true based off of like what your brain has absorbed as experience. Right. So you're talking like a 90, 90% of it's like all there, but then you forgot that little gap and then... Mm, more like like a, a 60-40 with the 40 being the factual Yeah, elements, I, I, I've, I've noticed that some of the Mandela effects, it's like the entire concept is there, Yeah. but then it's like the pieces that it's so a lot of it think about so we'll go over it when we go through the examples a lot of it is like suggestibility yes or like external information now then with memory looking back years later has now informed the external stimulus essentially yeah so false memories are a really common occurrence in and of themselves for a variety of things specifically i you know first thing that comes to mind for me Eyewitness accounts, false confessions, specifically when it comes to criminal justice um, and and true crime and things like that. Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. is a like really big thing. Um, But yeah, so, you know, not only are memory mistakes in general quite common, like all of us can, you know, jumble things up. um, But particularly our minds also when when things don't add up, they're quite suggestible. Yeah. And perception can change in order to fill in the blanks. And sometimes that filling in of the blanks doesn't always work. That's why like illusions and stuff can be so effective. So like because of the fact crap. that your 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 brain you're, you're, needs you're, to you process it differently. When you when you don't really know yeah. what what could the possibilities be, yeah. your yeah. brain goes to the easiest, yeah. most yeah. simplest solution. Exactly. And and exactly. that's just, that's the yeah. Exactly. So um so specifically, there's going to be a couple different types of like memory related concepts that have to do with false memories that I think are probably the best explanation for the Mandela effect, whether they're not in each instance, it's one specific one or they're all generally working together at the same time. Um, so one of them is called confabulation. Um, so this involves like false statements or retellings that lack factual support. So like details that like won't make sense and necessarily didn't happen, um, to fill in memory gaps, to make larger kind of ideas or recollect or recollections make more sense. Sorry guys. I'm like, what was the term you mentioned there? Confabulation. That literally sounds like a drag queen, like convention. Straight up. Just because it has the word fab in it? No, it confabulation. It's like a whole... No, confab. it's like a confabulation of facts. Like the term is actually... I know, but just like to... confabulation. It's like congratulation. It's con. So then why would you think... Confab. Because that... it's like a whole convention. I don't know. It just sounds like I it. think you just wanted to say something while I was taking a drink. No, I just, it okay. sounded like it. It caught my, caught my attention. So it's, a, it's essentially like kind of like filling in the blanks in your memory with things that have no actual basis. Um... 
in order to make you yeah. know larger memories make sense. So the speaker of these sort of like retellings will usually regard these details as facts, even though they're technically false. But it doesn't mean that this person is lying and they're not like actively trying to deceive about the event. They just are convinced that yeah. that's what's happened because that's what makes the most sense for what their memory is 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 trying to like tell mm -hmm. them essentially. Mm -hmm. Confabulation does increase with age in general, but it is a more common neurological symptom in things like Alzheimer and other forms of dementia because right. again, your memory is breaking down. Yeah. It's 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 so neurological disorders. You generalize that, everything. Yep. So then it's you know, well, not even generalizing things, but like you could just make up how something happened based off of like what your broken brain is trying to right. put together because you can't remember the specifics right. anymore. So especially when it comes to the case of like you still want to feel like you know what you're talking about. Um, you know, you're going to make up stuff to fill in the blanks. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those things where if you can't provide the detail, but you are you want to, you'll just, if you you'll can't just find make something it, up you'll that just sounds make something right. up. And you'll, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant by generalizing is if you forgot the specific details, right. the okay. only thing you know is the general thing, right. but then you'll make up the rest. But, but with it, what, what confabulation is, though, it's specifically making up like parts of events you know what i mean so yeah. it's not like a general like oh this happened no it's like no i remember so and so or like whatever so and so said this and it's like no wouldn't we... that be just full-on fabrication yeah but like it's it's of the mind yeah that's the point though it's 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 making something up to fill in the memory gaps yeah. so like maybe it sounds like something the person could say but maybe they never did gotcha. or you know due to what other things going on in your memory you've now projected that on that person and another memory of yours from the same time Wow. It's it's jumbling things right. together. Yeah. Sorry, burping a little bit because of the uh, bubbliness of the gin smash. Okay. Woohoo. So the other two ones I've kind of put together because they generally, you know, work in tandem. And it's uh, so they're misleading post-event information and priming. So both of these two things have a lot to do with more external factors than our own brain making things up. It's like the influence of external stimuli that's then changing things in our own mind. Um, so they, especially for this one, like when we talk, uh, I want to talk about like eyewitness testimony or um, like fault, like the, you know, phenomenon of false confessions. These, oh, sorry, I hit the arm no, off my mic. These two, um, I would say specifically really kind of point to why, you know, eyewitnesses can be so unreliable or why false confessions are a thing. Um, so misleading post information is described as information that you can learn after an event that changes your memory of the event. Right. So, and this could be even just like subtle information really that's like small, given afterwards. Yes. Or, or given afterwards, or it's maybe you saw like a different coverage, uh, on the news of something that maybe you would witness and all of a sudden you went, oh yes, no, that's right. You know, such and such happened and blah, 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 blah. Um, priming describes a phenomenon in which exposure to a stimulus directly influences a person's response to a subsequent stimulus. So, for example, if a person reads or hears the word grass, they'll recognize another related word like tree or lawnmower, right? M uh, much more quickly than an unrelated word. Um, like guitar. Something with like, yeah, like guitar. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so this priming is also known as suggestibility. So it can influence a person's reactions and memory. So for instance, um, they gave a few examples in the article of like phrases that can kind of be compared and contracts, uh, contrasted. So the phrase, did you grab the red ball from the shelf? 
is much more suggestive than did you take anything from the shelf? Right. Because now you're giving them specific details on an item that could have been taken rather than just saying, from your memory, do you remember right. if you took anything isn't from that, the shelf? Isn't that um, strategy that like FBI and, and more like legal stuff uses because they want extent, to just try because, to get more so information? So here's what I'm going to get at though is to a certain extent – and a lot of times when it comes to interrogations, they intentionally leave things out for the suspect right. or the person they're interviewing to to leave it to them to fill in so that the cops are not giving them information. Or they'll give them or they'll ask the wrong thing. Like if they if they say like, you know, uh, whatever. Go, yeah. Anyway, so my so the point is, though, is like a lot of times when you see in false confessions, the interrogations, the cops will actually say leading questions that include too many details exactly so that the person being questioned eventually once they decide to break they'll be like they already have all the details yeah from the from the from the cops yeah 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 um so essentially you know like why is one more suggestive than the other well because the second phrase contains a general open-ended question whereas the first specifically describes the red ball right um so the first phrase is going to have a stronger influence on their memory rather than the second one so especially if they're being you know kind of really dug out for information you're more likely to just grab out whatever is you know the most has had the stronger and, influence and it, and it, it would more probably like, make more sense i think i think more detail sticks to people more too yep like exactly you, if you have that's the point you, though you you're giving more every like little influential of, specific you'll remember every little piece of detail because that's too much to remember but once you get the detail you'll remember more of them than if you weren't given them right? yeah yeah so. exactly yeah, so that's the whole point is it has a stronger that's influence why more on your brain. Events. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it like stands out because there are specific, oh, it was a red ball, not just like mysterious item that, you know, I may have taken from Right, shelf. exactly. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into some common examples. Um, oh, actually, well, I wanted to mention oh. another one. Um, well, because you said, you know, the thoughts about the Mandela effect and uh-huh. the, the, you know, why it occurs essentially and you went right. to the scientific and all these other um reasons you said multiverse is one but similarly the conversation i've heard a lot is this afterlife thought of like when you you know pass away Mm -hmm. you continue your life you are going i mean maybe it's not mandela effecty but maybe i'll just stop talking right there i i wouldn't i i think i get what you're trying to get at and not necessarily because we're talking about stuff that's like collectively like if you're thinking about generations overlapping like you're not gonna really have it like sure maybe way further back in history but if we're talking especially modern era there's no one who's probably died reincarnated and right exactly yeah yeah yeah. um sorry common examples Okay, common examples. Um, so there's a good amount of them are like quotes and stuff. And yeah. then there's a few that are like more specific, just kind of like, you know, things. Um, so anywhere from like brand logos, song lyrics, just about anything quotes, that can be like misremembered um, or... Names of shows. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay, anyway, so I'm going to get into them now. Perfect. Um, so one example. The so from Star Wars, Luke, I am your father. Wrong quote. Wrong quote. Many people misquote James Earl Jones's famous line. He actually says, "No, I am your father." Correct. But it's that idea of like, okay, well, he's having the conversation with, with Luke. Luke. So when they're immediately going to quote the movie, that's what they'll say. Same thing has actually happened with. Um, so there's another one from Forrest Gump where it's like life is like a box of chocolates. And he actually says, my mother always said life was like a box of chocolates. Right. 
from the thing. So it's like a slight kind of differentiation on the line. Same thing happens too with, um, so one of the examples from the, the YouTube video I watched was, uh, from Silence of the Lambs. If you were to, if I was to ask someone to give an impression of Hannibal Lecter, what would the immediate thing to come to mind would to be like, to, would, to say in like his creepy like Anthony Hopkins Hannibal Lecter voices hello Clarice he never ever ever says that to her in the movie that's so weird there's the one so I guess in the sense of when he like first meets her all he says to her is good morning yeah um he never even in later meetings he never says hello Clarice yeah he so it's just one of those things where it's like you can get an impression of his voice and make it sound sinister and he's you know how he says her name because he said her name to her in the movie um but yeah a lot of people will say that as like you know making an impression about it and he's yeah. never said it in yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. um another one is from casablanca i had never watched the movie so i didn't know that this was one um but i guess in reference to um ingrid bergman's character saying to um humphrey oh oh hold on okay so the line is play it again sam in Casablanca, another Hollywood classic, people remember Humphrey Gobart, Bogart's character Rick saying, playing it again, Sam. Some people say they can even hear his voice saying those words. So like something similar to like the hand yeah. collector one. However, it's Ingrid Bergman's character, Elsa, who says, play it, Sam. Play it, Sam. So is the it, fact um, that you confuse it with a completely different character. Is, sorry, I just, isn't it pronounced Casablanca? Whatever. Oh, okay. A Mandela effect, I guess. But... <laughs> I've heard it say, I've heard it I've heard it both ways. I'm pretty sure it's Casablanca, though. Okay, whatever. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, so this one specifically, I had in brackets that I thought this was real myself. Like, convinced my entire time growing up when I found out it was a Mandela Effect thing. You freaked out. I literally thought it was a joke. Ah. So, does anyone remember, me. do you remember the, like, Sinbad? Yeah. Okay, so... You know, kind of. there's a lot of people remember he was like a comedian stuff. He was in a bunch of like, you know, stuff in the 90s and a few like children's properties. So a lot of people remember Sinbad starting a starring in a movie called Shazam, like the same like the superhero movie. But instead of a, a, a superhero with like all these like kids, it was actually a genie. So was it was, the, the Shaq one? Okay, so here's the thing is I always thought that Sinbad starred in a movie called Shazam in the 1990s about a genie. He did star in other movies in the 90s and appeared on a movie poster for the film House Guests coming out of a mailbox. And he was dressed looking similar to a genie and like the kind of like looking like he's coming out of a lamp, but it's out of a mailbox. Um, and he also has like dressed similarly to like what, you know, in a movie a genie might wear for an event he hosted. But Shaq starred in a movie in the 1990s called Kazam. Kazam. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But I fully th always, th growing up, I fully thought there was <laughs> what a was movie his... that Sinbad was in where he but was what a was, what was his character name in Kazam? Was it just Kazam? Shaq's? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming so. I never saw Kazam. I, I, I don't know. That's but one I of thought those Sinbad was could... in Shazam. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um. Yeah. And then, okay, so there's another, so this is a line, so... Uh, many remember the line, um, you know, that the evil queen said in Snow White to, you know, the mystical, like magical mirror, um, being mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. Yeah. Um, but she actually said magic mirror. Magic mirror. On yes, the wall. that is true. That yep. is true. Yep. Um, okay. And then there's another one. Do you remember the Berenstein Bears? Berenstein Bears. It's Berenstein Bears. 
whatever, however you pronounce it, it's about it's, how you spell it. It's actually. Bernstein Bears. Stain. Not Stein like Frankenstein. Oh, wait, S-T-A-I-N? Yeah. Oh, like interesting. Right. Yeah, apparently it's Bernstein Bears where I thought it was Bernstein Bears. Yeah, Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And then, okay, so the Jiffy versus Jif peanut butter. Yeah. It's actually Jif peanut butter. I knew that. But there was another popular brand called Skippy. So in the YouTube video, the guy Mm. was saying with um, with the one like psychological researcher was saying how you know a lot of times again stuff especially in supermarkets are like grouped together by things so if you're seeing skippy and jiff on the shelves together all the time eventually it's going to become jiffy yeah um or the i didn't realize this was a thing until i had done some more research on it but apparently some people it's the whole like looney tunes versus looney tunes so t-o-o-n-s versus t-u-n-e-s yeah because don't people most people think it's l-o-o-n-e-y T O N S, like both O. No, like it's double- Looney spelled the same way L O O N E Y. Right. But it's like tunes, like cartoons versus tunes, like musical tunes. Yeah, and it's actually tunes, musical tunes. Yeah. 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 But it, that's what that, but that's what I'm saying. If you see, it's the double yeah. O on yeah. both words is where people would get confused because yeah. they think, well, it's fucking Looney Tunes. Of course they have double O's. They're gonna they're no, cartoons, cartoons, it's tunes, right? But no, it's Looney and you, Tunes. And the double O from Looney would probably go, oh, double O from Tunes, especially the way you see it. But yeah, it's like a mirror. Thing. But it's Anyways. just it's the t- music tunes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's another one. Um. Describe to me the Monopoly mascot. Um. Oh yeah. Don't people say think he has a monocle, but he doesn't? Yeah. 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 He just yeah. got top hat and mustache. Yeah. Yep. So in the video, does he have a mustache? He has a mustache, right? He has a mustache. He yeah. just doesn't have a monocle. Right. In the video, the guy was saying how, um, in some research, when some of these like you know researchers explaining it was around the same time, another mascot that became popular was Mr. Peanut from the Planters. Right. He does have a monocle and right. a top hat and a right. cane. Yeah. So they're thinking that it's, you know, it's they one of those so like top hatted guys that it's like, oh, well, Mr. Monopoly has a monocle as oh, well. Oh, that's so cool how that kind of meshes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, some other examples. So one that I didn't realize because I didn't really watch the movie. But, um, you know, when people will dress up like Tom Cruise from Risky Business, they'll uh-huh. dress up from that one dancing scene where he's got like the button up, the tidy whities the socks, yes. and all of that. Yes. And they'll wear sunglasses. Yes. He didn't have sunglasses. In that scene, he did not. In other areas, in other scenes of the movie, he did. And that was that scene, though, he did not wear sunglasses. I'm pretty sure that actually stemmed from either a commercial that went and used. Um, basically, it was like, obviously, that scene is so popular. So right. let's like, just like, have fun with the Super Bowl commercial. And they this... just added sunglasses yeah, but because of whatever think... reason. Or a YouTube video that went viral. It's okay. either one of those because it's around Either the way, same though, time. but that's then up to somebody making a decision based off the fact that they might have been convinced that there was sunglasses in the movie. It might have just been a decision that said, you know, we want to add sunglasses because it makes it cooler. You never that's know. Fair. That's fair. So that's, um, but I do, final... remember, I do remember seeing something that had sunglasses yeah. in it. Um, now obviously there's still like a ton things like how like Flintstones are spelled, stuff like that. My final one here is whether or not the Mona Lisa is smiling. Um, she is. She is smiling in the photo. Um, now there is a couple possible explanations. So this particular one is one that a lot of the people who believe in the alternate realities theory will use this as an example that, you know, there's a version in an alternate reality of the Mona Lisa that isn't smiling. And that's what some of us have like, you know, glitched out essentially in scene. Um, but more than likely there's, you know, 
people who've done the neurological and psychological research that it depends on where you're looking on her face and what you're focusing on and what angle you're focusing at that you'll interpret her expression to be differently so then you might interpret based off of how you're looking at like her you know her you know eyes and things like that will then inform um you know, whether or not you can kind of put together that she's smiling or frowning. Also, depending on what angle you're looking at, maybe her mouth is more in your periphery. Right. And your peripheral vision is like harder to kind what? of disdain more or distill more details from. So then it could just be in passing. You're seeing it's a very subtle smile so that you could almost read it the opposite way. What I would think would be how many people have actually seen the Mona Lisa. Yeah. You know, in real life, very minimal at that at that stage, but just also yeah. in general, not a lot. So where else would you have seen or heard about it? You'd see it in movies um, and in, you know, some sort yeah. of other media that might that probably isn't the most accurate representation. There are, they can't just copy the Mona yeah. Lisa. They can't just use it. You know what's it. funny, though, is a lot of people who are convinced that she's actually frowning think that every other like image, like if you were to show something about of the Mona Lisa on the Internet, they'd say, oh, that's photoshopped. Right. If, if, it, if she was smiling. Yeah, rather than showing the actual yeah, paint, yeah. like if you, because really, who's gonna be able to like pull the actual? Paint, I think it would right? just be coming from whatever sources of media that like maybe yeah. used her, used the Mona Lisa yeah. in their yeah. movie or show yeah. that everybody's seen. Yeah, and she maybe wasn't having putting on the biggest smile because yeah. they couldn't just use the actual copy, so they made a fake. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Um, honestly, this is like had like I mean the fact that we can have such a conversation about it. It's really affect. I think especially like. I would almost say like our generation, of our generation, onwards. big time, and maybe like big I'd time. say maybe like Gen Xers. I don't hear a lot about like you know Zoomers and stuff talking about it, but I'd say like you know, you know Gen X, Millennials slash Gen Y. Uh, I think especially because like pop culture was such a big part of you know like big booming things about pop culture as well was such a big part of us growing up that mm -hmm. there were so many like really intense moments in history um, or even just like interesting things in history that really could have been interpreted one way or the other or like it could be you know over the course of time you're looking back on memories and you're going oh like that makes sense or like based off of like things happening like for example like the Sinbad example yeah um you know you think of all the other stuff happening at the time like you know Shaq did a movie called Kazam with a genie and then Sinbad was like you know seen dressed as a genie and he was on a movie poster that looks like you know maybe instead of if you're not really paying attention it's not a mailbox, that's a lamp. And then you kind of put, you know, two and two together sort mm -hmm. of deal. So um, I always think it's super interesting when it comes to human perception and kind of like how we're aware of stuff and how our brain interprets things um, and how like fallible and almost like, you know, trigger the trickery our own mind can play on us sometimes is really interesting. One thing I also found out in my research that I had no idea was in 2019, there was a movie made called The Mandela Effect. Oh, cool. And it's a sci-fi thriller. It got awful reviews, by yeah. the way. So I wouldn't recommend watching it. But it's basically about this guy who he suffers like a loss in his life. And then he gets super intrigued by the same way, you know, the girl, who, the, the woman who like coined the term got really interested in all these phenomena that like a lot of people thought had happened. But it didn't actually happen, like, for the rest of the world in history. Um, but it's because it's a sci-fi thriller, 
it like he goes like super far down into a rabbit hole and like it makes him go crazy right um just a literally the wikipedia synopsis of the movie is what i you know little introductory thing is what i read but i i it was so funny because i typed in the mandela effect and then without even thinking i just like clicked the first result thinking it'll take me to an explanation no it's a 2019 film and that's I was like, so funny this is so weird that not only is it just kind of like you know a well-known kind of thing in our vocabulary and in kind of like on the you know collective consciousness but or even just like a meme thing to be joked about on the internet but they like made an actual film about it like that's how pervasive it is i thought that was super interesting it's it's my favorite part to think about what you mentioned how um you know it's it feels like trickery it feels like mm-hmm. um our you know our brains slash life yeah slash the like just the government playing tricks on us where it's like how is that not the reality yeah. that we all yeah. think was true yeah. um which is one of the biggest things that when i was growing up got me into magic and illusions and tricks and stuff because mm-hmm. it was like you can trick people if you just are yeah. that good, right? Yeah. And and I think that's so fascinating. Well, I think the mental suggestion sort of thing, like it's funny that you think of like magic and then, but you know, my immediate thought is like, you know, the mentalists, um, even when it comes to like deception. Well, you know, yeah, that's, like that's that, why like, tricks of, tricks of magic are like, um, what, what are they, what do they call it? Like misdirection. Yeah. Where that's so, it's so easy to mm-hmm. misdirect, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a magic trick. Yeah. And no matter how talented you are and how yeah. good you are at performing tricks, you can even be misdirected if you're just, if people are smart enough, right? Absolutely. Um, and then to like a more serious extent too, like we all very much know how much of a, you know, uh, a follower of like true crime and other things like that. So just the whole like idea of how it pertains to things like criminal justice and investigation when it comes to like, you have to be so careful. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's really hard for us to... And that's why I find it's something that it, it is kind of uh, false confessions, for example, yeah. are a phenomenon in and of themselves that a lot of people just don't think are true. They think if someone's confessed to a crime, it has to have mean that they've done it. Right. But they're like knowing the the neurology and the neuroscience and the psychology behind it, it can be so easy when you even just when you first consider like eyewitness testimony mm-hmm. and when you truthfully do start to understand how unreliable memory can be. And then you put someone under stress and it's so easy to just kind of go, I just want to do anything to get out of here. Think about like, you know, it's one of those, you're faced with something that gives you a lot of anxiety. All you want to do is just get it over with, right? Oh yeah. So then now put yourself in a room for 12 plus hours, people berating you with questions, Mm -hmm. thinking you've done something guilty. Over time, they're slowly giving you more details of like something horrific that's happened. And then finally, and then in in between all that, they're going, just tell us the truth and we'll let you We'll let, you, let go. you go. We'll let you go. We'll let you yeah. go. It'll all be we'll over. You, Not we'll even we'll you, let you go. It'll all be. This will all be over you if you something. just tell us exactly. what we want to hear. Exactly. And then what do you do? You tell them what, what they, they want to hear, hear whether based it's true off or of not. all the information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so easy to just break. I think. I think the 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 craziest part about it is that the mind has been told taught to us to be yeah. this most the most mm-hmm. powerful computer in the in the world. And for it can each. be so easily manipulated. It, so, but I think the biggest part of it is that the Mandela effect is so mm-hmm. memory-based. And mm-hmm. we're talking about memory. Yeah. And yet technology has not quite developed enough for us to be able to better unlock our memories. Yeah. Although we've all lived these incredible lives mm-hmm. and yeah. photographic memory exists. Yeah. People can re- recollect anything from yeah. their from their past and you know what's so funny too is like so obviously a lot of research has been put into it but there's still so much we don't understand about like 
degenerative disorders when it comes that, to that neurology. Too. Like and there's still too. so much focus we, we on have... like, trying to figure out how to like unlock the the causes and and how like quickly or un, forth, like non quickly yeah. things like Alzheimer's or dementia. It's, can the, it's the same. It's the same like, way. You, you, there's the, there's the part about losing your memory, but also having more memory. We just have yeah. not been able to study it, and maybe we have, mm-hmm. and that's the part. Maybe we have, but it's too powerful. Maybe it's it's crazy. Yeah. I think that was a fantastic rabbit hole topic. Good, because I'm glad you I, enjoyed sure, it. I had a lot of fun. Kind of I'm like sure everybody's experienced it, it once themselves. Um, and, and if you haven't experienced it enough, maybe we freaked you out a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And now you're wondering what else in your life could be a lie or misremembered. If there was one that I did not cover there, definitely feel free to message one us. That blew, or, one that you've heard about that's blown yeah, your mind Yeah, or even if you have a specific memory tied to one of the ones that we talked about to kind of give a little more context, definitely reach out to us for sure. We'd love to have that combo. Yep. Um, we, we love doing these uh, rabbit holes. I know Ryan spends a lot of time. So again, round of applause for our host, Ryan. Um, always appreciated. Um, rabbit holes are so much fun. Um, if you guys are interested in more phenomena topics that can be rabbit hold, please reach out to us on our social media. Absolutely. Excuse me as well. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. I know. I know we've, we've had the poll before and we've had people message us, but definitely like refresh our memories, we've just spent a whole bunch of time talking about how memory is a little bit fallible uh, sometimes, if not a lot of the time. So definitely refresh, send us, or even like new ideas, old ideas, whatnot, just as a reminder, that'd be super great. Yep. And uh, last and final reminder, um, probably final, we still have uh, yes. our 100th episode merch. Yeah. Kind of a last call for everybody. Kind of last call. Safe. It might be a little bit too late, but you know, we can always sneak one in if we really need to um last call for a hundredth episode merch available for pre-order or just for order and uh just reach out reach out to us on social media as well um prepare for some marvel content coming soon guys it's gonna be lots yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of it and a little bit and either way we're gonna be talking about something marvel for the next little while because you know what guys we haven't talked about it in a while as curtis so Uh, you know, kindly pointed out to me earlier today. And there is a lot that's going to be happening in the Marvel verse in the next little while. So we're going to need to geek out a little bit. Sorry, not sorry. Which we know you guys aren't disappointed of at all. Um, So in that regard, it's been a lengthy episode. We appreciate (laughs) you guys sitting down and hanging out with us and having a drink. Mm -hmm. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.